Oh, hey everybody. Just want to welcome the Dove Club community. Appreciate you guys supporting and watching and doing all the things that help put the word out there. As a reminder that you can always find our videos exclusively on the Patreon. We just, uh, just looking for a little donation to help us to go along the way so we can look, be a little bit more consistent with our videos. So as low as $5 a month, you can go ahead and join the Patreon and have access to all of the videos that we upload directly to there. You can always find us on Facebook and you can find uh, our series of Entrepreneur's Courage exclusively on the YouTube and Facebook as well. Other than that, if you have any questions or concerns, you can always email us at info at wilsonfinancialmgmt.com. Now that I got that out of the way, I'm going to explain to you why I was looking the way I was looking, sounding the way I was sounding. Because at this point, some of us, several of us, millions of us have filed our taxes. But for those who have not yet, trying to be a little bit more methodical, find creative ways as to how they can maximize their tax return or in the inverse, minimize their tax liability. So I wanted to share with you some information after I've gathered all of this research. This is what it is that I have to share with you guys. And I think it's pretty good too. So I'm going to start from the top. So there are creative ways, creative things that you can do just right off the bat so you can minimize, maximize your tax return. I wanted to share those with you because knowledge is power. Many of you might be words of affirmation, uh, double check, whatever it may be, but the information is there and I want you to be empowered by it so that way you can ensure that you not only learn something, but know how to apply certain aspects when it comes to the tax world because it really is a game. It's a game that I enjoy or for many others, it is truly a masterpiece, a work of pure genius art. You got to be artistic to understand the different ways and loopholes that people like to use. So first and foremost, what is very important, but also prepares you for tomorrow. And that is one that is part of our mission right there. Always focused on tomorrow, not today. And that is boosting your retirement contributions. What you want to do is put as much money in there as you possibly can, because those are deductions. Those are deductions when you go ahead and file in. So make sure you are contributing as much as you possibly can, because that's going to really that's going to really help offset a lot of the other income that you may be having uh, coming in throughout the year. So make sure you try to hit the maximum uh, contribution that you possibly can, whether it be your 401k, the 403b, the 403b thrift savings plans, and most of the uh, most of the 457 plans as well. So our tax limit for 2020 and the changes, you can see that right there for the IRS retirement savings contribution limit brought to you by uh, the IRS, but uh, CNBC is the one that curated this picture format for us to use. The next thing that you can, you can do is to fund a health savings account. Brilliant way to put money off to the side. It is for particular use, 
But the great thing about it is it helps you get closer to beating the standard deduction. And that is something that we want to be able to do to the best of our ability. So for the singles, it's 3,500. For those who are married or families, it is 7,000. And if you're older than 55, that's an additional thousand you can contribute to the health savings account. But what is it? It's a great way to grow your, uh, your nest egg. It has triple tax advantages and it's pretty much used for, you know, health, health expenses. You can use it for that, but the money that you do not use, you're able to invest it and it grows. So in essence, it could potentially be looked at as another retirement account in a sense. So you still have time. The tax season is not over. It's not the last day to file. So you still have time to set that up, contribute large sums of money if you're able to, or just to get yourself started out planning towards when you have to file for the 2020 tax returns, but you still have until April, um, mandatory deadline as all taxes have their deadline in April. You still can do that now for the 2019 tax year. So that's really, really great. Number three, we're at number three now. That is to collect tax credits. Get all the credits you possibly can because it's beneficial to you. So for those who have kids, it has uh, doubled up. So now it's 2000 It's a child tax credit per child under the age of 17. And you have to be a qualifying child for that. If you want to know what that is, you join the Patreon, you'll be able to see what qualifying child actually means because we have an entire tax series that we did uh, to prepare us for this very moment. So this is additional reminder information. Furthermore, when it comes to the children that you do have responsible for, bear, adopt, whatever it may be, if you're using a daycare or child service, you have the child independent care tax credit. And that is up to 3,000 for one child, 6,000 for two or more. Those are the limits right there. That's, a, that's big money right there. That's big money to reduce your tax liability. And the last one is the earned income tax credit. So depending on your income, depending on your household size, there is a maximum to where you do not qualify for it, but you want to ensure if you do, that you're taking advantage of those things. So you always review your tax documents before you do the final signature and send it off to the IRS and the state for, uh, for approval and final review. So make sure you look into each and every one of those. And there's others as well. So we have the, um, I'm going through it one by one. So we also have the mortgage. So if you have a mortgage, you own a home, you can use that mortgage interest, uh, that 1098 form that you receive and use that as a deduction against your tax liability. Also student loan interest. That's the 1098E, which is for any interest that you paid on any loan and it equals to 600 or more. They typically have those available for you online. Uh, depending on where you got your tax returns. The next one is the 1098T. That means money that you shelled out to pay to attend the school. So the tuition, the education costs, any of those out-of-pocket costs, you get a 1098T. After that, 
your charitable contributions. You want to make sure you have those statements, uh, the documentation, the, the emails with the transcripts, whatever it may be with Goodwill or whomever you donate to. Make sure you have those uh, statements with you and your churches and your churches as well. Then you have the property tax statement. So any money that you paid on the property, so all property that you own, uh, whether it be a house or just vacant lot, there's a property tax you have to pay and you can use that as another form of reducing your tax liability. And you want to, don't stop there. You want to dig, dig a little, little bit deeper. So you have the standard deduction is 12,200 for singles. It's 24,400 for the married filing jointly. And the in-between, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be 18,000. But I will put the picture up there so that way you can have the correct numbers because my mind is drawing the blank with me right now. My apologies for that. So you want to see uh, what other creative ways you can beat that number. Dig for a little bit more. Talk to your tax advisor. See what it is that you can do. One of the major ones, though, is out-of-pocket medical expenses. A lot of people use those. It's based upon uh, the maximum is based upon your adjusted adjusted gross income. So if you made it's seventy seven point five percent. So if you made fifty thousand, the most you can deduct for medical expenses would be three thousand seven hundred and fifty. So that's the maximum. It's based upon your income. So any unplanned surgeries or any tough illnesses, any type of treatment, uh, you can use those as deductions uh, to reduce your tax liability as well. And the last thing you want to do is to check your withholdings. What we do, we always, always, always suggest that you that you do your W-4 marking yourself single, no, uh, no, no exemptions, no withholdings, just single zero all the way through. Why? Because you want to put as much into the government as you possibly can at that moment so you can reap the money that you paid out back tenfold. Now you have a greater, you put yourself in a greater position to find the balance to maximize or minimize your tax liability. So look at it, look at it as a an offshore savings account, out of sight, out of mind. Because when we get paid, we're looking for the we're looking for pay amount, net pay. That's what we want to see, so we know what bills and how we're gonna how we're gonna work that money to make sure everything that the family needs is taken care of. So you want to make sure you're checking your withholdings. Look at the W fours. If you want, if you're one of those who are creative and go exempt, make sure you go back and start having taxes getting taken out of because that can hit you hard in the end as well. So now that you got that information, I'm about to show you the little tax brackets for 2020. So now you know different the five different ways that you can really, really go ahead and boost your tax return or help you save thousands of dollars. But now that you've done that hard work, there's the back end of it. What did you do yesterday that's actually going to affect your today? 
So that's what we're going to go over. Because we, we might see that, oh, I did a great job. I'm getting 10000 And all of a sudden, it hits your account or you got that check and it's only 5000 What happened? It's because of what you did yesterday. So creditors have the authority to be a, uh, a garnisher. That's the word I'm looking for. So they're entitled to your refund if you owe them anything. And it depends on who it is. So if you owe any taxes from previous years, it doesn't matter how much you see you're actually going to get because the IRS owns that check. That's, that's money that you owe them. Back taxes is number one, where you're owing the government, the federal government, or even the state for taxes that you did not previous, previously pay. Most of the times, because you didn't report all the income and they sent you a letter and you did not pay. So now they're entitled to that tax return that you're going to get. Then file taxes all together and they find out you have been working because employers are entitled to report that information over to the IRS. So that way your employer can receive, you know, tax deductions and benefits for showing that they paid out because they want to reduce their tax liability. So you will get caught for those things eventually, or if you decide to file, they'll tell you, you got to go back years to put yourself in a better position to purchase a house or whatever it may be. The tax man will come and he will find a way. So don't try to avoid them. Try to stay on top of it and use those five different ways that I showed you, uh, talked about earlier as well. The next thing is if you ever use federal government money for paying for college, buying a house, starting a business, and you end up falling behind or defaulting, the IRS is entitled to retain their money through your tax return, your expected tax return. And you don't want to find yourself in a position where you're an individual who doesn't get a tax return and you didn't pay because then you're further in the hole and that can make things a little bit more challenging to find the appropriate ladder to get you out of that hole. Then there's missed alimony and child support payments. Those are court ordered. They base a lot of things um, on state benefits that are being awarded uh, to the individual. So for me personally, my personal life, I pay child support. For my son it's court ordered if I do not pay or I try to skip out then they are going to take it right out of my tax return and they did that once and I didn't really see it coming I didn't I really didn't see it coming me having to pay child support got the letter in the mail they let me know this is how much is getting taken out of your taxes half of my taxes were gone because they were granted uh, granted a years for a year prior so whatever the value was at that time, they took it out of my tax return. So you want to make sure you're making those payments, whether to your, your ex-spouse for the alimony or for your kids, make those payments. Court ordered, usually use, most of the time state benefits are involved and yeah, they're going to get their money back. Then lastly, don't ever do this, but you find yourself in this situation accidentally or intentionally, it'll affect how much money you're going to get or if anything at all. And that is accepting unemployment insurance benefits that you are not initially entitled to. You don't want to do that. 
You don't want to have that on your record, sitting there being fraudulent with the with the EDD. You don't want to do any of those things. So it could have been a mistake. Uh, you didn't fill out paperwork right, or whatever it may, wh- whatever the case may be. You do not want to find yourself in that situation because the federal government will seize your check. So that's all that I have for you today. I hope the words um, sunk in. I hope they're making having you rethink things for this year if you've already filed or you still have time uh, to go ahead and file by the deadline and use this information to make sure you're putting yourself in the best position possible when you walk in that door or when you deliver those tax documents to your tax consultant, advisor, uh, your your tax preparer, whomever it may be, uh, you're putting yourself in the best position possible. You're giving them the documents that they need to make sure that is what happens. So thank you for listening. Right at the beginning, I told you what you can do to help support, help get the word and the and and the uh, the mission out there. Help us reach as many people as we possibly can because financial literacy is genuinely, honestly, priceless. This is information that can set people up for the rest of their lives and generations to come. So thank you for listening. Until we have that next video, the next podcast episode, thank you guys all. Please continue to share until the next one comes out. All right, you guys, you have a great one. Peace.